Welcome to Grant Thornton's podcast channel, offering our latest insights on business, economic, and financial trends. From technology to regulation to employee management, you can afford a status quo approach. Check back regularly for status go insights to drive your business forward. Today we're talking with Rebecca Feather, who is a partner in Grant Thornton's Strategic Federal Tax Services Practice and Leasing Center of Excellence. Rebecca, general compliance has gotten most of the attention when it comes to ASC 842, but there are also changes on the tax side. What can you tell us about the general tax picture? Yeah, that's right. So most people over the course of the last year or so have been very heads down on just making sure that they get that right of use asset and liability measured for balance sheet purposes. But now people are starting to realize that when it comes to measuring their tax timing differences, that it's going to be much more complicated because of how that right of use asset has taken over the accounts that they used to use to calculate those tax timing differences. So you mentioned the right of use asset, and that does seem to be the fulcrum of the whole tax situation. What are some of the challenges associated with that? So if you take a few minutes and really look at how that right of use asset is calculated, you start to see that inside of that, you have things like tenant allowances and initial direct cost and things like deferred rent that are actually now a part of that calculation. And before, those were discrete GL accounts that for tax purposes, people at quarter end or year end would just do um, a flux analysis on to calculate their tax timing differences. But now the visibility into those accounts is really gone because of that right of use asset calculation. And so that information is now going to be in their lease accounting system that they've chosen to use for gap purposes. And so in order to be able to do those tax timing difference calculations for either their provisions or their tax returns, they're going to need to be able to have an efficient way to untangle all of that information and their right of use asset and be able to calculate that information and track when there are changes happening in those accounts. And those changes all need to be tracked over time, right? The, the right of use asset isn't simply a, a calculated once and forget it. Uh, no, I think most people wish they could calculate it once and forget it. But the reality is, is that, yes, you've gone through a transition. You've put these numbers up on your balance sheet for gap purposes. But then anyone who's paid attention to leases knows that things happen over the course of the life of a lease. So you might incur some additional tenant improvement allowances or initial direct cost. Certainly deferred rent is a thing that exists on almost all real estate leases. And so you've got to know when those things are happening and be able to measure them. And that is just a part of dealing in leases. 
I know that one of the key challenges on the general compliance side has been all of the data that needs to be tracked down from all of these disparate systems. I'm assuming that's also the challenge on the tax side. That is absolutely the crux of this issue. So I was working on a client's data yesterday and looking at two leases, just as an example, to try to calculate their tax timing difference. And trying to isolate the information for two leases was hard because on one sheet of data, there were more than 25,000 rows of data associated with base rent expense and tenant incentives. And so it was hard to find those two leases worth of data and then trying to calculate the tax timing differences associated with that in a manual way in Excel was hard. And that was just for transition, meaning going from the old gap rules to the new gap rules. I really can't imagine trying to do that every quarter or even once a year for anyone that has a substantial amount of assets. What sort of tools then are clients and firms like Grant Thornton using to help with this data challenge? So what we've done is really thought about um, how to take the data out of various lease accounting platforms and find those necessary data points that are going to help you identify the calculations around deferred rent, tenant allowance, free rent, all those different things that might create tax timing differences. You've got to be able to map those data points out and use automation tools such as Alteryx to clean that data up in a really reliable and repeatable type of process and then put it into a system that puts it into the hands of people that are able to make tax decisions in a really user-friendly way. And so for us, um, we've developed a system that is cloud-based, um, utilizing Microsoft Azure, um, that after that Alteryx workflow, it just becomes really easy to understand what all that messy data looks like on a lease-by-lease -lease basis. So at the end of the day, those tax decisioning efforts can happen uh, quickly and also so that your auditors can look at them and understand how you've come to your tax timing difference decisions. And there's been a lot of discussion, again, on the general compliance side about the difference between the initial um, switchover and then what they call day one compliance, which you're going to do going forward. I assume then that uh, what these new tools try to do is automate as much as possible that ongoing work so that you don't have to duplicate all of that effort you put into the initial transition. That's right. And I think that's something to really think about is that first lift of taking what you did at transition for gap purposes and getting it into a system and making sure that you've measured it appropriately for provision or tax return purposes is likely your largest lift. But on an ongoing basis, you want to make sure that you're in a system that has solid controls around it, meaning that your right of use asset and liability are consistently going to track back to your financial statements. But also, anytime something changes in that system of record around your leasing uh, asset and liability, the system you're using to track your tax timing differences is going to catch those. So, for example, if 
um, your lease terminates or is extended or if you receive a new tenant allowance, how is someone in tax going to know that that has happened and can make the appropriate tax decision around how to measure that from a provision or tax return perspective? Thanks for listening to this Grant Thornton podcast. For more podcasts, search for Grant Thornton on iTunes. Leave us a review and tell us where your business needs insights now. Or visit www.gt.com for podcasts, articles, videos, and more. This content is not intended to answer specific questions or suggest suitability of action in a particular case. For additional information about the issues discussed, contact a Grant Thornton LLP professional.